Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. And today, I'm joined by a great friend of mine, Mitch Orville. Mitch, how are you, brother? It's been fucking ages since I've seen you or even really heard your voice. Um, how's things, man? About to say, last time I saw you, you had a shaved head. So, yeah, mate. Well, that's how long it's been. Unfortunately, haven't been um, haven't been supporting the local hairdressers throughout COVID, and I haven't had a haircut in about twelve months. But, um, mate, it's been fucking ages. A lot's changed wow. since uh, since last time we caught up, especially since the last time we did an episode on here. But um, we'll unpack a bit of it today. But um, first off, man, what's what's news? What's been happening in your life? Oh. What hasn't? Um, I'm obviously a dad now. Um, I haven't, like, I'm still, I haven't drank since December 2019. I've lost a lot of weight. Um, still, I train lots, run lots now, do mm. a lot of boxing. There's been a fair bit. Like, I honestly don't really know where to start because in 12, the last 12 months, basically everything's changed. Yeah, bloody oath, man, and um, and all all for the better too. I mean, by the, from the outside in, you know, it looks like it, and we'll have a chat about it today. But um, take us back. So you just said um, December, December nineteenth, uh, oh, two thousand and nineteen. Sorry, in December, that's when the last time you had a drink was. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So what was the, what was the what was the process or the thought process behind? Um, you know, not touching a drink and, and was the intention initially to stop drinking altogether or was it just for a short period of time? Um, Every time I tried to stop drinking, it was always like with the intention of wanting to stop forever. Even when I stopped for a month or two months, like I was hoping I'd be able to string along enough days to eventually not want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. That was always the plan. Obviously, the only reason you stop or put those processes in place is because you've got a problem with your drinking or you know your drugs whatever it leads to so the only reason you do set those restrictions is because clearly you're trying to help yourself so whenever i did do it i always knew that it was in excess and that i needed to change something so you know i decided that day that it wasn't gonna be temporary thing like that was it and there was no going back and what was the difference this time around compared to the others? You said just then that you'd tried a few times or you'd had intentions of trying a few times to stop for good. Why, why this time? How come this time around it worked and, and why have you not gone back to it? And then I guess the last part of that bit, um, and we won't spend too much time talking about it, but is, uh, is there any intention to ever go back and have just a, a few drinks again or are you going to stay off, off the grog for good? Um, so it went from like... I shouldn't like I shouldn't drink or I shouldn't do that to a must like yep. I must not do it like it just everything in my life was sort of fine apart from that area mm-hmm. and what that what that unraveled and und- like all the work that undid was basically everything like it got between my relationships my health my happiness everything so I was like okay so in like a simple form I was like if I stop doing that what gets better? Mm. Everything. Yeah. And as if I don't do it, what gets worse? And it was everything. Mm. So it was like, I either did it 
and everything got better or I didn't and everything was fucked. Mm. So it's pretty simple when I looked at it like that. Yeah. And, um, and so as I, as I said before, like is the plan to not, not touch, touch the beers again? Yeah, no, no, nothing. So just, I just not in anything that, you know, is ego based and ego driven. So stimulants like, you know, cocaine, alcohol, all that shit. Like I hated who it made me. Yeah. So like, I don't want to go back to that. Like even when I think about it now, like I hate who I was on the piss. I hate who I was when I was on the rack. Like I hate, like when I look at that person, think about that person, I'm just like, oh, it just repels me. Yeah, that's fuck. That's awesome, man. That's awesome decision. And I mean, obviously, you and I are close mates, and and we were working together heaps. And when you're in Melbourne and spending a fair bit of time together, and I unfortunately, haven't been able to hang out much since you've um, since you've moved up north. But just being able to see from the outside in and just chatting to you, it seems like everything's changed for the better. And before we get on to the um to the biggest change, obviously, with a little fella in your life now, um, what what do you think's been the biggest improvements? in your life aside from obviously what's come of, you know, having started your own family, but what's been the biggest improvements from stepping away from drinking? Like, you know, how much has your health improved? You meant, you know, not only physically, but mentally as well. Um, you know, business decisions, the opportunities that you've been able to, to actually pursue now because you're so mentally clear all the time. Like what's, what's that look like? Well, I've gone from having, you know, what would be probably, maybe three productive days a week at max when I was partying, if that, maybe two. And were they even productive? Not really. To now basically eight productive days a week. Yeah. You're not, you're always on. Like, you found an extra day. I found an extra, I feel like I've got just endless amount of time to, to get shit done and whether it's like um, I always feel like exercising I always feel like doing stuff because I'm never like hung over I'm never just feeling like shit mm. and like even just like saving money and stuff like that like it's it's all so much easier because the only stupid decisions I ever made was on the piss on the piss yeah mental health wise how much of a difference has it made obviously everyone feels like shit when they're hung over but even like just on on normal days do you feel like you got a lot more clarity now um feel like you're able to be i guess a bit more at peace with everything all the time instead of just like you said every now and then way more and it's like you also just feel better because you feel like you're above it i mean i wasn't until probably i realized like maybe like the 11 months in that i actually stopped even missing it you know what i mean like i always yeah. had a foot in the door where i was like i felt like i was missing out but now mm. i don't even give a fuck i think that's what um you know because i used to back when i was competing i would i would um, and i think we, you and i were already trained together at this point like i would do a competition and literally just kind of say to myself right next for six months now i won't touch anything and it, and it was wouldn't drink at all and it'd be fine. It'd be no issue at all. And for yeah. me, it was easy. I'd just kind of make the decision and that's it. But you talk to a lot of people, even those people, even people that just want to go a weekend without the piss. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is not so much that they want to drink. It's the fact that they're worried about missing out or they're worried about people not wanting to hang out with them because they're not drinking or, or the social side of things, not so much the actual alcohol itself. And something that I found um, super interesting recently listening to a podcast is around the language that you use. So I don't know if you found this at all, but you know, for those that are, are trying to not drink or whatever the behavior change it is, it's instead of going into a Friday night and just going like, Oh, I don't want to drink tonight or I'm not drinking tonight. It's like, I don't drink. Yeah. 
Well, that's what, that's what yeah. I answer every time. Yeah. I don't drink. Yeah. And this is, I find it interesting that people always think like, like, you know, people might not want to hang out with me if I'm not drinking and stuff like that. But when it's, should be the, in reverse. Like when people are like to me, why don't you drink? Like as if you don't drink, I'm like, why do you drink? Mm. And they're like, oh, it's fun. I'm like, oh, well, I don't really need it to have fun. I've actually got a personality and I fucking can come here and hang out and talk shit. Like, I don't need a few fucking cups of concrete to, you know, become this person anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why, why do, shouldn't I be asking you why you drink instead of you asking me why I don't drink? Like, why you don't, yeah. I think that, well, that sounds like I'm a lot more secure and happy in myself than you are. Yeah. Hundred percent, and and not only that, I find you know if you've got people, if you have people in your you know circle or whatever that is that are only hanging out with you when you drink, or that are only wanting to spend time with you when you are partying, then they then they're not the right people to have in your circle anyway. Exactly, and you know what? Some people can drink. Like some people, I know, like people that can have a few drinks, go out, they'll have you know, it's like my sister, she'll go out, she'll have four or five drinks sometimes, she'll be home at eleven thirty, and like that's her night. And it's like, if you're one of those people that can do that, good luck to you. You deserve to be allowed to have a few drinks. You know what I mean? But I just couldn't ever find that balance. Mm. So in that process, um, or since the last time we've really caught up anyway, you've, um, you've had a baby, mate. You started your own family, you and Chloe, which is, um, which is awesome. So congratulations, first of all. But um, how, how, how was that experience, man? I mean, like I, everyone that I've ever spoken to about have, having a, having a kid always says that it's just a, an experience you can't really describe until you've actually done it. But how was that whole thing for you guys? And what's life like now that, um, that you've, you've got a kid. You can't like, once you have one, you can't really imagine what it was like before you did it. You know what I mean? Like it just mm. becomes so part of your life. You're like, how did I ever not have this? Kid? Like I couldn't imagine now a normal day without him. Yeah. Like it just would be the weirdest thing. That's awesome. And Did we just, you find... We both took to it really. Sorry, you go. We took to it both really. Yeah, we just took to it really naturally, I guess. And, you know, I think it was sort of just in our DNA to, you know, mm. we both wanted to be young parents. And we knew that when we first met. And we were like, you know, I think my growth came in a good time too. I was ready. You know, I'd already been through half of my shit at least. So mm. I was that sort of trajectory heading up yeah and yeah it just it, it also just made me way more sure of why i was doing it and what i was doing it for and it's yeah it's easily the best decision you'll ever make and a lot of people always say like you know when are you ready when you're ready and i just feel like you're never actually ready you just got to do it and then adapt and change your lifestyle to to make it work that's awesome and what um do you find like once, once you guys actually um, had artists, is it like, did you find yourself trying to like, I guess, look at different areas of your life and start to think about, you know, how do I want to um, act in certain situations or how do I want to be to make sure that I'm gi- you're giving him the best chance to, to live his best life, I guess. And, and also like you got to, you know, you're a product of your environment. So he, he really is going to be a product of you guys now. So how you act around him and the values you instill in him. So is that something that you've put a bit of thought to, or is that just kind of just naturally just something that just occurs? Yeah, we, we sort of, we're, we're sort of like that as individuals anyway, but definitely like, you know what I mean? Like there's no raising your voices and shit like that. Like just doesn't happen. Like we don't allow that. Mm-hmm. even the one time 
he actually freaked out and was Chloe was tickling me and I was like went like oh like and it sounded like loud and shit and he he, he freaked out <laughs> so he thought we were arguing and I was like that just goes to show like doesn't like he's only five and a half months year old but he took that in as mm. like he full-on freaked out so I was like I can imagine if we were there time and talking like loud and stuff like that like yeah. of course it's going to affect him it doesn't yeah. matter how old he is 100 percent. so we keep it very uh very zen in here <laughs> did you um since you've since you've got off the the beers and since you've kind of made that that change in your life with your health and everything and and now with artists as well is there is there like a certain routine that you try and follow each morning? Like you know, I, I'm pretty big on morning routines, and obviously close right into her structure and different forms of meditation and mindfulness and stuff. Is that something you've made part of your day, or now is it just kind of like just all roll, kind of all roll into one? Do you have like a set thing you do each morning? Uh, my mornings are pretty like yeah, we're up at basically six on the dot with Artie. Sometimes six thirty, he'll wake yeah and then yeah we both just get up i always just get a coffee I, like i've got my i do 3k a day every day yeah. boxing five times a week so as long as i hit them you know that's i'm pretty happy like that's that's as much definitely hit my run every day and i'll definitely hit my my training every day as long as i hit them that's all the routine and structure i need to implement like the discipline to keep progressing mm. this might be a stupid question but um yeah, the time that you would usually spend, um, not no, I mean not to not to make it sound like you you're partying flat out anyway, but like the time that you would usually spend partying or you know events that times of the year where it would usually lead to partying. So let's say for example, like a New Year's Eve or a birthday or something like that. Have you found like what have you been feeling that time in with? Have you found like any any interest or stuff that you've that you now kind of really look forward to? You know, you talk to some people about getting on the beers or having a night out and it's like a Wednesday and they're starting to think about how good the Friday night's going to be or whatever. Like, is there certain things that you kind of look forward to now? Obviously artists is a big one, but other than that. Well, we've got, we're entered, like we've got an entertaining sort of house. We always have people coming in and out and coming over and doing stuff and floating about. So, you know, we always have our doors open to family and friends and shit. There's always people dropping by and doing things, but you know, Artie goes to bed at six thirty. And once he's in bed, you know, you've got to be home anyway. I would just watch movies, read books, listen to podcasts. It's been massively into um, books and podcasts at the moment. So things like that. And then, yeah, I, I, the thing is, like, once you cut out drinking and all that shit, like, your social circle shrinks by 70%, I reckon. Yeah. And then the people that you affiliate with uh, into similar stuff so like i'll run with mates i'll do that like all productive stuff with mates and it gets to the night time and you're fucked anyway you just want to go to bed and yeah content you've done what you needed to do for the day yeah you um in your over the past kind of 12 months in particular like people would have noticed a huge change in um in you physically and also like the the amount of effort and consistency you put in with your training and stuff which is something you were I mean, you're always pretty on top of anyway, particularly when we were living here, we'd try and fairly flat out and whenever you set your mind to anything, it was like a, you were very consistent with it. But yeah. um, what's, uh, what does that look like for you? Like over, over you say, this, the past 12 months, obviously you put out a program as well, which did super well, it kind of brought people together and created a little community, which is awesome. Yeah. 
Um, you said that uh, I had a read through that and that was awesome. Particularly the, the part I liked probably the most was the whole the mental side of it as well and kind of yeah. diving diving deep into that around decision-making and how you kind of tackle your mindset. But how does that look like for you, that journey from not only quitting drinking but also really prioritising your training and your physical health? Well, as you said, like I, what I worked out was – once when I used to train, like training was a burden and it was hard, but when you get your mind right, you actually want to train. So it doesn't become a chore. You enjoy it. Like I run now every day and it's my favorite part of the day is my run. Whereas once upon a time I'd be like, Oh, you know, I've got to go slog out this run. You, you know, you get your mind right, your body will follow. So I've made that like a pretty important thing when I put out the program was like that whole mindset, like, development is just as important as the physical development and that's why now like with my training and stuff like that it's just so normal in my days if i don't do it i feel weird mm, yeah 100 percent. and when, when you're looking at you're saying before you said you're doing your run every day this year 3k a day um getting back into a bit of box if boxing fair you flat out now are you still doing much lifting and stuff at the moment no weights to have met so i like when i focus on something i usually focus on it and put everything into that. So I did my program, which was all weights based. I trained weights every single day for like, you know, I think it was four to six months. Yeah. And then once that program's done, I was like, okay, I want to find something else that I enjoy. And then that was, is now boxing. So that's what my focus is on. I do a PT session every Wednesday. I do legs. Up here. And then I'll do a bit of upper chest, back and arms or something like that. But I'm not, heavily strict on it and with boxing anyway i find that no weights isn't the most important part for you know i'm usually when i do do weights and then i box i feel really sore and sluggish and slow yeah and stuff like that but when i just run and box i feel very you know lean and agile and mobile yeah and how's life up on the up on the coast are you enjoying it up in queensland is the plan to stay up there for a bit i'll never come back we just bought a house today That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> that, locks, that locks you in for a while. Yeah, nice. Congrats, man. That's epic. Thanks, what's the, what's, uh, what's the, the lifestyle like up there? Like what's a typical day kind of look like? Obviously, you're doing your run and, and stuff like that. But what do you and Chloe get up to on a day-to-day basis at, uh, in Queensland? Usually, it just involves juggling Artie to get each other's work done. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. whatever she's, Chloe's got to do, then I have Artie. And then when Chloe's got to do, whenever Chloe's got to do stuff, I have Artie. When I got to do stuff, Chloe has Artie. And then I usually use up most of my hours training and doing that sort of stuff. And then once he goes to bed, I usually, you know, get my work done and emails and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, a normal day is pretty much I train twice, sometimes three times. And then I'll be, yeah, watching Artie for most of the day slash working and then once he's in bed i um either yeah relax or get what other work i've got to get done and clothes is pretty similar mm. that's epic and i mean you were, you talked about at the start how just backtracking again just quickly in regards to the the stopping the drinking like the, at the start the decision was pretty simple in in a way because you said you know if you do drink everything turns to shit if you if you stop drinking everything is positive everything's good but i mean there's, there's really never a, a, an extended period of time where there's not some form of kind of adversity or something that goes south. So what, what has been probably like 
any of the harder more difficult parts about not only um, giving up drinking but also like moving away from home um, you know trying to run a business still obviously training and, and prioritizing that now and, and pretty much making a massive lifestyle change what has been some of the things that you know may not people may not see on social media or whatever that that has been quite difficult for you um i guess it's coming to terms with the fact that life isn't that like up there you know what i mean i lived a high life for a long time doing a lot and experiencing a lot and constantly being fucking stimulated and like just doing everything Mm -hmm. and i think coming to terms with the fact that life's pretty like life's pretty here you know what i mean it's a very you you know you have your moments that'll be exciting and be up here but you're not supposed to just live that way and it's really hard to sort of maintain that lifestyle and it will burn you out so coming to terms with the fact that you know for me a good day is like i look forward to just hitting seven o'clock once Artie's asleep putting on a movie or a podcast or something like that chilling out on the couch having something to eat like that to me is a really good day whereas yeah that would be boring as fuck to me once upon a time but it's just retraining yourself to like to know that you know you don't have to be doing something all the time and life doesn't have to be that you know, crazy and exciting and you can still get fulfillment from the smaller things, which is like, you know, starting a family, you know, saving together, buying a house, doing all that shit, working on your businesses, working on your brands and then, you know, going on holidays together and shit like that. Like that's where I find enjoyment now. That's awesome, man. So good to hear. And what is the, what is the next kind of few years um, look like for you guys? Like obviously much the same artists growing up will be a, uh, uh, a pretty exciting process and, and pretty exciting to kind of live through. But yeah, have you got any kind of big plans coming coming up in the next few years or just kind of cruise along much like you're, you're talking about now and just kind of level out and continue to chip away at the, the goals that you've set for yourselves? Yeah, just getting better one 1% every day at a time. Really, that's all I sort of focus on. That's what I, another thing is I don't, I don't know, I haven't been too hard on myself. I set my goals at the start of the year and, you know, they're very loosely written but basically i just have a i had a realization that as long as every single day i do the right things by myself and do what i want to do and keep myself accountable to those things that i know that i'm just going to keep progressing every day and every day by progressing things are going to get better for me and i haven't i don't really have much focus on like or much pressure around work and all this stuff i just feel like when i get my mind and my body right the rest follows anyway so that's what i'm strict on and disciplined on and when i am like that it just everything seems to work for me that's great man and you uh mentioned you've been reading a few books and listening to a few audio books and stuff like that i was talk about a number of different um ones that i listen to on the podcast and usually give a few recommendations and ask most guests like if they've read any kind of pivotal ones recently is there any any that you've uh, you've got in mind that have been kind of pretty influential influential on you recently that you could recommend? Yep, the best book that I've <laughs> read by far is Atomic Habits. Yeah, nice, love it. Yep, just unbelievable and just far too true and too simple. Like he just they just simplify life. <laughs> it's like compounding the small habits every single day. You're doing 1% more every single day. If you do 1% more every single day, at the end of that year, you'll be 37 times better off than you were at the start of the year. And you keep doing that year after year after year after year, no one will catch you. 
epic, man. Well, that's a pretty, pretty, um, pretty hectic way to finish up the episode. And then I'll, I'll recommend a podcast too. Fitness and lifestyle. Fitness. Well, this one's <laughs> discussional based, but I highly recommend for a mindset. If you want to have a great outlook on life, the Joe Rogan podcast with Naval Ravikant. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'll, um, He's got, he has got the I'll put the link to that episode in the, um, in the show notes for everyone to check out um, along with um, I'll put up a link to atomic habits as well. Um, yeah. But man, it was epic to, um, to catch up and have a quick chat and um, hopefully we'll be able to catch up in person some stage soon, but appreciate you sharing, man. I'm glad everything's going well for you. You've made some epic changes and um, it's been awesome to watch. So well done to you, man. And just keep moving forward. Like you said, just 1% of the time. Um, but yeah, thanks for your time, brother. All right, bro. Good to chat. Awesome, All right, man. Thanks so much. Cheers, bro.